This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lots to set up, but we've got Stephanie He's Hansen already with read us. two books. Grant, um, I'd like to take issue with yesterday you telling Brittany that she was your favorite. Oh. I was feeling a little territorial as the OG fill-in over That's here. That's true. That is true. I will go in the corner. Stephanie, when you think about it, even before you had a show. Yeah, that's Ooh. right. Mm-hmm. You know what? Then we're just going to have to transfer the title to the original fill-in That will be host. the original. Brittany can be the best, but I no. can be the OG. We like you. I we was like laughing. you and we like Brittany. That's really funny. But you're la- the funniest is Lori's getting ready for next week. No, she isn't. No. Well, She's having the best time. That's true. No, is she, so last time she did this, it was a whole month of her calling in from Hawaii. No. Is what's happening this time? We're is gonna it? she's taking a week vacation okay. and we, in which we have. Yeah. Sure. And then she comes back midway through next week, comes back for a week and a half or two, maybe, and then takes another week off and then yep. comes back. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. It's so it's kind of half and half. It yes. is. It's okay. much better than last year. It was hard for her to do the all three weeks. Oh, um, the hot, kind hot of three weeks. <laughs> is that lady exercise uh we don't on know. The schedule? We don't know yet. All I know is I um we, I read, you know, a great book, and I mean, she just already finished it. I think bef- by the time, because she got to the airport so early yesterday, yep. before her trip, that I think she was done before she flew out. <laughs> um, she's so fast, but we got to give a shout out to our very own Minneapolis-St. Paul. Oh, boy, do we ever. International Airport voted the best airport in North America for the second week in a row. And this is like... I think five out of the seven past years, we've been voted the best airport. Um, it's the survey that they do the year before. This is um, the winner is announced. They they survey 465,000 travelers in more than 90 countries. And it, it covers 30 indicators, including passengers, overall experience, check-ins, security, cleanliness, shopping, dining. And 400 airports participate in this. And we want to get so um, I just think that's so awesome. It's the 16th busiest airport um, in the country, and we are just absolutely delighted by that. I mean, don't you know, you've been traveling a lot, too. Yes. Our I'm airport compared to anywhere else. So much better than, I would say, 98%. And the stores are open really early in the morning, and you can get coffee. And they're good really- stores. Yes. And it's fun. There's a lot of variety of food. It's not all, like... No offense, Panda Express, but, you know, you want a little variety. You do. And there's a lot of sit-down dining options, which a lot of airports will have, like, one sit-down, three smoking lounges, and then six fast food outlets. Mm -hmm. You know, it's nice. I like it. It really is. So congratulations, MSP Airport. Um, Okay, so you are coming off of a busy, busy weekend 
at the um, Home and Garden Show. How was oh, it? Oh, yes. The Home and Garden Show is very fun. And I was always a big Home and Garden Shower. Like when the kids were little, yeah. that was like the first taste of spring. Uh-huh. Just to go and look at new and things you and get ideas. And you smell the flowers. And your friend Ryan McEnany was there. Yes, and he's got a great new book out. He does gonna... on outdoor living. Yep, I love I interviewed him yesterday. I liked it too. I thought mm-hmm. it was really clever. Uh, yeah, it was good. It just, I got to, um, my first presentation was talking on that pop stage about the book. And then I went the second day back to the backyard studio. We did um, get to interview Leslie and Lindsay from uh, Unsellable Houses on HGTV. Yep. And in our randoms today, mm-hmm. I have some tips for kitchen trends. Oh, good. That's okay. our randoms today. Oh, wonderful. Uh, we had a talk with them about some I of their ideas. I heard you ideas. guys. It sounded fun. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. You know, they are, well, they're sisters in real yes. life, which is always helpful. But they are as darling, uh, even more darling, actually, in person. Yep. And we were laughing about, they were telling me that for a half hour show that it's 40 hours of filming. Oh. And I think that's true because when I'm working on uh, takeovers of Jason's show that we do those food half hours, yes. it's about 22 hours. I think the housewife said it was 80 hours when we interviewed those guys. It's just crazy how, how much long it takes. You, This is why I'm not a TV star. So much this lighting is what talk. I, I loved, oh. We laughed about the lighting talk. They were yeah. like, did you ever know? I was like, no, I had no idea. And Lighting you know, is so important. And these guys are guys, girls, people. Yes. Very professional. Like the they guys. take That's their job very seriously. They they have to think about camera angles. Like I'm just there like performing basically. Yeah, no, it was really interesting to talk to them about that. And also their their concept and how they kind of came. We talked about this part off the air, but they were in real estate. One of the sisters really had the love of the design piece. Yeah. Um, kind of the the one with the darker hair. Okay, I can't remember. If I've it was never Lindsay watched or the, Leslie. It, and it's oh, on, it's cute. You, I can't, yeah. Julia. You're my HGTV person. Know, How have you not I've watched been, this? I've been a little remiss. Oh yeah, HGTV. And, yeah, I even had watched quite a few. And Stephanie marches way upside down in the HTV. So yeah, it was good. It was interesting to hear about. They were sisters. One had the design bug. They were both real estate agents. And they would go to these houses that were on the market forever and like say to the people, hey, we'll cut you a deal. Like we'll up front give you the money to redo these renovations and then we'll split. You'll pay us back what we invested and then we'll split the difference. And they apparently approached HGTV with the show idea. Great idea. Great idea. Yeah. And they make money. The homeowners get their house sold. Are they from here? No, That's, they're not. Okay. But they are kind of have a Midwestern sensibility. Okay. They're from, they told us, and I can't remember. Because they sound like they're from the Midwest. Right. I, that's what, yeah. I want to say Ohio, but I don't think okay. that's right. All right. But very lovely ladies. Very. And their talk. Okay. Home and Garden Show. Just imagine like the stage there. Uh-huh. The Home and Garden Show's in the convention center. It's huge. It's people everywhere. They talked from 11 to 12. No, they talked from, yeah, 11 to 12. I was on at 1 o'clock. So there was an hour in between. By the time I got done talking, their line was getting done. So they stayed and signed autographs. They didn't even sell anything. They signed autographs for like almost two hours. Yeah, everybody in that whole building wanted to talk to those ladies. How much fun is that? Yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool. They were fun. 
I, I there's something about home and design, home and garden, home and all that stuff, and decorating. It's really super fun. I can't wait to hear the trends. Yeah, I got to come back. I got it. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, our story we can't get enough of is the Duchess, uh, Sarah Ferguson. She has one of her latest um, romance bodice ripper novels. We're not talking about it that at all, but I want your take on what else she's talking about. We'll Uh be right back. This is Laurie and Julia. Hey, it's Julia here for Furniture Matter, and you were just at the Home and Garden Show talking about, you know, how much people love their homes and how much time we spend in them. And in this environment that we live in, hot, cold, hot, cold, it feels like every other day. And um, Furniture Manor is just a really a wonderful resource for people to go and get ideas. They do have the latest trends in furniture, but they are not like you can't go in there and say, oh, it's so contemporary or it's so traditional or it's so that. It's really just has a great feel of different types of furniture, um, comfortable, beautiful furniture made and manufactured in the United States. And... In good, better, and best pricing, every single person who works there, except for maybe our delivery friends, has a design background. And boy, do they know what they're doing and can help you. Some people just don't have the expertise in figuring out what's going to work best. And then how does that work with other pieces of furniture in their house if they want to move furniture around? They've got you covered. That's Furniture Manor. This was morning. This is AM Couch. Okay, so... The, oh, I didn't realize the, there's a difference there. Just, Sorry, I thought the, there was the, always just a good general couch, but no. I get it. The couch is the night couch. Uh, I, like I think the couch is in the evening. In the morning, I'm sitting up in a chair. I like that. Okay, good um, to know. So, Sarah Ferguson, the Duchess of York, or just Sarah Ferguson, has... She started um, writing kind of romance novels. And her latest is a most intriguing lady. We're not going to talk about the book at all, and I've never read one of her books. But I do know she signed a 20-book deal. 20. That's unheard of, isn't it? 20. Uh, wow. I've never heard anyone... That's a pro- and it must she must be able to write them in like a few months. Jeez, I don't even know. So, but is she, she moving into Frogmore? Well, we're going to find out. Okay. So here she is talking um, with... Um, was she with someone on good morning america juju i think about her new book and we're just skipping all that because we have a really great book at 3 30 and an author on um this is her you know talking about what's going on across the pond okay i think that in life i'm it's not just royal uh, institution and monarchy it's any bureaucracy that tries to um, allow this redhead to conform. I'm not good at conforming. I believe in the absolute unequivocal institution of monarchy. I totally support the king and the queen consort and now the queen, you know. And I've known them all my life, so I know the rules. Presumably you're going to the coronation. No, the invitations haven't gone out yet. Oh, okay. But if not, I'll have a cup of tea and a a coronation chicken sandwich. There you go. And sausage rolls. What do you... Okay. So that's pretty funny. Okay, so no, the invitations haven't gone out yet. Um, that is coming up here very quickly. Well, she's probably not invited. That's but what I I'm, bet Beatrice and Eugenia. I'm will go. sure they are. So um she is, you know, she's always been She's I, a lot. Prince Philip couldn't stand her. She's a lot. Um, but she had a friendship with the Queen at the end of her life. So here she is talking about um, you know, other things that are going on. I've always adored him all my life, and uh, I believe that he is an extraordinary person. And Diana would be very proud of her grandchildren. I think we'd have a granny off. (laughs) (laughs) 
Because she would run faster in the races. Of course. Yeah. But I wonder, hmm, she'd probably be funnier. No, I think I'd be funnier. And, you know, her boys are really special boys. What I'm thrilled about is seeing Harry so happy. And he's got his lovely wife and he's got beautiful children. He deserves to be loved like that. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Very nice. But she said the beginning was about Charles. You know, he is just a lovely person and smart, smart, smart. And so um, now here she is talking about... Is she moving into Frogmore Cottage? That's just, all I want to know. I know. You just have to wait. Hold on. <laughs> Prince brought her closer to the queen. We were his bookends during the last three years. And... She really was my idol, really was my legend. And the corgis came to live with you. And the corgis lived with me. And we go out and then they bark into the air. And I think the Queen's with me when they do. One of the last things I said, well, what would you like me to do? And she said, keep writing. Wow. So writing, in a way, is sort of a... It's a royal command. It is. It is. I like to think that. So... We don't know about Frogmore College, and it wasn't asked, but here's what was asked, is that basically she said she the invitations haven't gone out to the coronation. Um, we'll see. But she lives with Prince Andrew. She does, but and they're Prince being Andrew kicked, out of, moving they're being into... kicked out of where they're living, and the, where they're moving is very small compared to where they're living now. But they, they're moving into Harry and yes, Meghan's yes. Frogmore Cottage. Yes, but it's not very big. And so she's still going to move in there. We'll see. But she and Andrew, she did talk about that. Um, he's always been there for his children. He's the greatest guy. You know, they've had a friendship. These two live together and never, you know, really? they don't really d- date anyone else or anything. You never hear about any of it. They've lived together for years. And she also talks about she became the walking partner of the queen towards the end of her life. And they would walk the corgis together. Oh, okay. And she wanted them to have the corgis. Um, and she just said, you know, she, the queen, her majesty, the incredible thing about her is she just listened. She really was my idol. She was a legend. She takes care of the sovereign's beloved dogs. Um, and she also said that um, the queen, King Charles III and his wife, um, she totally supports them. She has grown up. These people have known each other all their lives. Mm-hmm. You know, they were in the same circles. And that um, she and Andrew, they're really happy about their kids. They're happy about their grandkids. And basically, she feels free to talk now that the queen has gone. She feels liberated. What does that mean? What is yeah, she saying is with she, her yeah. liberation? Is she moving into Frogmore Cottage? We didn't hear. <laughs> we what did I not know. hear. We did not hear. Um, She did. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yeah. Talk a little bit about Lisa Marie, which was that was a surprise that wow. they were friends because she was at Lisa Marie's funeral. Okay. And um, she said it was quite shocking and she was really a lovely person. Um which just that just seems so weird that she's dead, Lisa Marie, doesn't oh, yeah. she? Yeah, so, it does. that just feels so 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 weird. It does seem. But weird. anywho, 
um, I don't know. I don't know what else to tell you. But Harry and Meghan got an email that they were invited. Also, what that that does? I mean, if she got the dogs, and she walked the queen, you'd think she, she, she should ba- be there. I think. Do you think it's just bad optics to have her there? Uh huh. Yeah, because of her affiliation with Prince, with Prince Andrew, Andrew. Yeah. the pedophile. Mm-hmm. I agree. But no one's she, gonna want to go. No one's gonna be at this thing. Maybe you no, know, but and that's. An, I thought maybe too. Maybe they're waiting because they still haven't officially been able to get everything. Do booked. you think that Meghan and Harry will go? Okay, this is. I have so much yes. Hollywood speak on that. Here's here. I read. I just googled Harry and Meghan news, and the headlines are so so. There's so many about them, but basically. This, um, I don't know if it was the Guardian today, but they're kind of saying Harry and Meghan um, believe that they're owed an apology. They're not going to get this apology. But if the king says your grandchildren will still have titles, they this paper thinks that would appease them. And then it says the Sussexes have contracts with Netflix, Spotify, Random House. <laughs> they're members of the royal family. And if they didn't attend this moment, momentous, say that word, momentous, momentous. yes, event, they would seem very out of touch. Well, here's why they're going. Because <laughs> Megan has to keep herself in the news. <laughs> she has to keep I us persecuted. I was waiting. Yes. So they have to go because otherwise the story isn't interesting because now they're just regular people exactly. with their bad Netflix series and her marginally good podcast and blah 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 if they keep showing up to these things they also have take are taking the higher ground by not standing back so that would be their point of view that would be their point of view according to this article the british people they won't be missed if they don't come much by the british public and they have been soured by headlines and i will say the daily mail is vicious they're vicious towards and then it says however if they don't risk appearing if they don't go, they risk appearing ir- irrelevant. And polls in America have shown their drop in support since they have not decided on constructive careers and continue to have. <laughs> since they have not decided uh-huh. on constructive and careers. And have endless <laughs> interviews. The memoir and the threats of more memoirs are recent proof of this. I suspect they dare not stay away. We oh. shall see. They can't it, stay away. Otherwise, it's a they're not the story. Show. Exactly. They can't. St- no, I think no. they can't stay away. You're right about that, friend. But no. I also think they were treated horribly. And I will tell you, Agreed. Lori has given me her copy oh. of The Spare. She's made me promise I will read it. And I have promised, though I have not read it yet. I'm trying. I couldn't fit it in my luggage because it was thick. <laughs> it is. But thick. I am going to read it. And I would agree, for the record, that his family probably treated him horribly. But the monarchy is horrible. Mm-hmm. And that's the institution of horribleness. It Get is. on board. Yes. It, and, and that is a very true statement. So we'll see. Yeah, I don't and think the monarchy said, treats them any more particularly horrible than they treated um, any of the people that have come before them. How about the other king that have abdicated and is her sister? And it just mm-hmm. goes on and on. It goes on and on. And but on. yeah, they're going to be there. I, we'll see. Words. All right. So when we come back, we're talking to Julia Kelly. She read, she's been on our show a lot. She's a wonderful author. Her latest is The Lost English Girl. And uh, we'll be chatting right when we come back. Right, let's go to Mexico. You can get there right by going to West St. Paul at El Burrito Mercado. Um, it is a, just a wonderful place to go and do all of your shopping. And they have a deli there with all these pre made, wonderful um, 
meats and salsas and tamales. And I remember you used to have a tamale party. I think you used to get them from there every year, Stephanie. I did. I, I did. That. And right now, their restaurant is still under renovation. But boy, their grocery store and their meats and their deli and the Trace Lacey cake is to die for. Um, they are open right now. We love them, love them, love them. But I also want people to know, if you're thinking about having a party this summer, be it graduation or something else, and you want to have their food truck come to your party, they are booking those right now. So make sure you go check them out. You can go to mytalk1071.com, keyword El Burrito, or just go to El Burrito Mercado and find out more information and take care of it. You'll love them. We have another edition of the Lori and Julia Book Club. And when you go to the Book Club restaurant... And mention LoJ Book Club or My Talk. You get a free appetizer or dessert with your meal. People are loving that. So go there and support them. And we are delighted to have back, I think, Julia Kelly is a three-peat on our show. <laughs> and and um, Julia, we're talking to you on your book, Birthday for the Lost English Girl. Hello. Hi, thank you so much for having me back. It's great to be uh, great to be on for a third time. Oh my gosh, this book is so great. And of course, you write books about women um, that we would never know about. I mean, how did you even um, get, first of all, give everyone the setup for The Lost English Girl. Sure. So The Lost English Girl is about um, a young woman named Viv um, and a young man named Joshua. Uh, Viv is a a Catholic girl growing up in Liverpool, and she um, has gotten pregnant by Joshua, who's a young Jewish man. And they marry, but then are forced apart on their wedding day. They're separated, and um, their lives go in two totally different directions until the eve of World War II, when Viv has to make the decision to send her daughter away from Liverpool, where she lives, to the English countryside um, to safety after um, all the threats of airstrikes. Things happen, and the two of them have to come together. And it's a story about, you know, love and motherhood and reconciliation and forgiveness. There's there's a lot, a lot there, and I had a wonderful time writing it. Oh, because I guess, you know, I first of all, we love the book. Um, and then secondly, I guess I didn't know um, that during World War II, English families with young children would send them into the countryside to get them out of the city for the bombing. I guess I forgot about this. I mean, how did you decide to do a story on this? Was there something, an article that prompted you or... Well, you know, I have the the good fortune of um, being American and British. Um, so there are all, all these family stories that have been floating around for years and years. So I knew about the evacuations because some members of my family had been evacuated during the war. They were um, school children who were sent from, from Liverpool, where they were from, to the English countryside. Um, but the, the grain of the story really came about because uh, there is a different family story about a young Catholic woman and a young Jewish boy who were um, made to marry to legitimize a pregnancy out of wedlock, and then they were separated on that on that same wedding day. So that's really the grain of that story um, and where that inspiration comes from. And I just I thought that was such a heartbreaking story yes. and, and one that seems so um, 
so unusual for us today. You know, thinking about uh, interfaith marriage is not um, is not frowned upon in the way that it used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just thought that was such an interesting place to start asking a lot of questions about who these people might have been and and create a whole novel around that. So that's where that inspiration came from. It's so good. And Viv is such a rich, wonderful person. And how strong was she um, going? I mean, we've never had war, you know, here. And um, I can't imagine what it would be like to be living in Liverpool, having your small, you know, I, I think how old was she, like four or four when four she went away? Mm-hmm. Um, when she went away to the countryside and letting your child go live with complete strangers. And it w- must have just been devastating for so many families. I think it really was. You know, there was, um, in this book, I I explore a a private evacuation. So it's something that's arranged um, by the um, family's priest. Uh, But there was a whole government program that sent children, mothers and infants, and other vulnerable people out of these urban centers that were at high risk of being bombed. And it was was a mass um, evacuation of about 1.5 million people. It's incredible to think about how many families were disrupted, how many children children were sent away. And I think it's it's difficult now to imagine what that must have felt like, both for the parents and also for the children as well, um, because a child could be as young as five years old and being sent away with their um, with their school group. And by the end of the war, that same child might be 11. Um, so, you know, that, that child would have gone through so much growth and development without their parents right there. It's really heartbreaking. It really is. And so I'm, I was on your website today and I was reading your blog and congratulations. Um, we had you on for the last English Garden, which we loved, the last, dan- the last dance of the debutante, which we loved. And you're famous, famous also for Light Over London. Um, what was the difference in writing this book? I've read, you know, your Easter eggs that you've dropped. Um, so I know you have a good one about writing The Lost English Girl. Well, you know, this was a challenging book to write because I think the subject is is so emotional and is so difficult to kind of wrap your head around when you're um, when you're a person living in in, in this day and age. Um, so it was it it took some time and it took some blood, sweat, and tears. But I'm I'm really proud of this book and I'm really proud of how it ended up. It was really shaped in the editing process, which is always kind of fun as an author because it's a different approach to take. Um, but you know, it's a, it's a book that I think, um, you know, I, I haven't seen as many stories about, about evacuated children and their parents and what that would have meant for them. So I'm glad that the, uh, I'm glad the story is out there. Oh, it's so good. I just want people to know, I just got lost in it and just couldn't stop. Do you, so when the book, you know, today's your book birthday, how many interviews have you done today? (laughs) So you, this is my third, so I'm still <laughs> still going strong. And, and it's uh, like it's what? Fun. I en- ten o'clock I at night. So much. I mean, ten o'clock. Uh, yep, that's right. <laughs> it's just such a great book. You know, is there is there does writing energize you, or do you get exhausted when you're putting together one of your novels? You know, I find the first draft, I I get really excited, but it's exhausting at the same time, if that makes sense. A bit Mm -hmm. of a contradiction. But, uh, you know, it's so much uh, creativity out of nowhere. So you're sort of creating something brand new and really trying to, you know, follow the story wherever it leads you. Even if you have the best laid plans, books always have a habit of going in a different direction. And I think for me, that's um, tiring but exciting. Um, And I also love the editing process because getting to actually work with those 
brand new words that are actually on the page and start to really figure out what that book is going to look like is is just so satisfying. And the cover is amazing. Look at this cute cover. It's just gorgeous. I love that. I absolutely love that. Okay, so right before you were on, Julia, we were talking about Sarah Ferguson's new book, A Most Intriguing Lady. Mm -hmm. Have you read any of her books? I haven't yet, no, but I have some friends who went and got a signed copy. So I don't know how they did that, but (laughs) they were bragging about it on Instagram earlier. She said today, because she was on Good Morning America, that she got a 20-book deal. Wow. Isn't that unheard of? That's incredible. I've never heard of a 20-book deal before. That's amazing. Either have I. I wonder, are you guys getting excited for the big coronation? Yes, everybody's talking about it. Um, I think there's a lot of news being kind of slowly fed out um, about what it's going to be like. Uh, so hopefully we'll learn a little bit more coming up here sometime soon. And of course, we get a we get an extra day off for it. So people are even more excited for that. Okay, that's really that is a good thing to have get people excited about. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, I just want to tell you that this book it's just, it's moving, and like you said, I, not many people knew, but um, Stephanie is sitting in for Lori today. She nodded her head like you knew about this evacuation. Yeah, because my, my mother-in-law's boyfriend was evacuated as a kid, and he was really? five, and he did not go back to his family until he was 13, and then he went to, like, a boys' school. And so wow. it really... He's an artist now, and he's in his early 80s, but it literally changed his entire life. Oh, gives me goosebumps. Yeah, in a way that uh, was not great for him as a child and certainly set him on his path long before as an artist. But, yeah, this was very common that if you were a family of any means, you sent your kids away. Oh, Mm -hmm. and you have such a good twist in yours, Julia. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I like a good twist as you it, I know from your books, I, we're just huge fans of yours and can't thank you enough. Is there, okay, so is there a great book that you've read recently that you can tell people about besides your fabulous book, of course? Oh my goodness, there are so many of them. Um, but I just read a book called The Cloisters um, by Katie Hayes. And I used to live in New York City and it's about the Cloisters Museum, uh, which is part of the Met Museum. Right. And all sorts of dark and twisted things happen in, in this book. It's really a lot of fun. Oh, that sounds good. Uh, we love we love books. And you, I, I feel like, did Fiona, who gave you book blurbs? I was thinking of, you know, people who love to read um you know, Fiona Davis writes wonderful, yeah. wonderful books. And um, if here, here's the blurb that's so great. Fans of Taylor Jenkins read, and everyone's watching Daisy Jones and the Six right now. Um, Madeline Martin and Fiona Davis feel at home in Kelly's thoroughly researched novel that is just a wonderful book to read. So I just, congratulations to you. And congratulations you so on much. your engagement. Thank you. Yes, we're very excited. We've got a lot of planning to do ahead of us. Are you going to have a wedding over there or over here, or what? How does it look? I think we're gonna we're gonna do the wedding over um, over here in the UK. Okay. Is it soon? Um, not no, not yet. <laughs> we're still in the planning stages, so we're trying to get everything in order and make sure that we are uh, make sure that we're we're able to actually get married in a in a place we really love. Oh, I love this. Well, congratulations to to you on everything and happy book birthday. And thank you again for being on our show. We so appreciate it. Huge fans. The book is The Lost English Girl by Julia Kelly. You have such a nice name, too, by the way. Thank you. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh.
I know. Um, we're gonna we're gonna take thanks, Julia. We're gonna take a quick break, but before we do, we've got two copies of the book to give away. Give us a buzz if you haven't got a book lately at 651-641-1071. Hey everybody, we were just talking about our wonderful airport, um, MSP airport winning uh the best airport in America award again for like their fifth time out in seven years, it's second year in a row, and we who live here know it is phenomenal. And we always say get to the airport early and enjoy yourself before you go. Stores are open early in the morning. You can shop. You can get coffee. In the afternoon, have a flight of wine and sit and, you know, relax and not be stressed. Um, one of the greatest things that they've done um, recently is they allow you to pre-book your parking up to 12 hours prior up from your departure. And you just go to MSPAirport.com. You're guaranteed a space. Um, they give you a QR code. You use the QR code to get into the lots, get out of the lots, expedited. Plus, you save $2 per day parking this way. So it's just a win, win, win. It's so easy. And the Silver Ramp has electrical vehicle outlets. Check them out. Hey, Jess. Hey, Gail. You know who you are. First time book winners. So thanks for hanging out with us. Um, we're always happy to share new book ideas. It's a fun, fun, different type of book. Um, loved it. Loved it. Okay. Staff Hansen, you know, from the Weekly Dish, from Fox Morning Cooking Chef Show, the Jason Show, everything else you're doing, the Log Cabin Cookbook. The True Cabin Cookbook, oh, the but true. it's okay because the, there are logs <laughs> in cabins. <laughs> <laughs> and my friend, since my very first Ultimately, job yes. from the Twin Cities Reader. Mostly that's what I am. 8888, going way back. Okay, so what's happening um, in the food scene around the Twin Cities? Is it good? Is it exciting? What do we know? Okay, so something new opened last weekend that's pretty uh, amazing, actually. Okay. It's called Eat Street Crossing. And it's in the Whittier neighborhood on Nicollet near Eat Street. So imagine where the Kmart is that they blocked the road for no reason in the 70s. It is right in that area. And it is uh, the folks from Baby Zito that do the ice cream and have a spot in Malcolm Yards that have a great smash burger. And then John and Lena Go, who have a Zenbox Izakiah, they are partners in this venture. And there are, it's a food hall. And there are, uh, six concepts in it. We have Baby Zito ice cream, but they have the burgers there, but they also have a lot more things, more burgers, more chicken fingers, more chicken sandwiches. They have Cha Time, which is a chai tea uh, group. They have ramen shotten. And when you think of ramen at Zen Box, it's pork based, but the ramen at Eat Street is chicken based. And it's just really amazing. Sushi Dory is sushi, but it's got... The um, the thing that they're featuring is like a sushi sandwich. Oh, so if you can imagine like a handheld instead of a roll, sure. And then they've got um a bar that's a full bar, and then they have a new type of pizza that this is from the Baby Zito folks. It's called Oro Pizzeria, and it's a Brazilian style pizza. Okay, I've never heard of this. It's a little crackery crust. Um, it's delicious. I saw, I didn't, there were 4,000 people that won on opening day. Oh my god! It gosh. was insanity. I love but this. But fun. Like yes. people were cheerful and excited yes. and they've got fire pits outside. It's a food hall. So you can go and you can have any of these different concepts. I'm, you know, I get like real geeked out when I go to a place like this and you know, these people are like, 
Minnesota folks. Like, this is their dream. This is them turning their one original restaurant into something now that's going to employ, I don't know, 100 people. They bought the building. Like, I just get so excited for people when they can realize their dream. And this is going to just be fantastic. And I think it's going to revitalize that whole neighborhood. I love that. Because Eat Street's doing great. But there's a lot around that that could use some rehabbing. There's still a lot of warehouses. Uh, I won't even get into the condition of the streets in Minneapolis and St. Oh, Paul right now. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 right. Oh, just is it a solid O. Oh. But I'm I'm very excited about um, Eat Street Crossing. Okay, fun. So check that now, out. Okay, so the whole food hall idea, because yeah. you mentioned Malcolm Yards, which we've never been to. I, I oh, my gosh. Oh, it's right in your it. backyard. Oh, it's so, so good. good. And that's where Rectangle Pizza is. Yes. One of their locations. Yes. Of, yeah, that was the pizza that won that Best won Pizza in America. Good Morning America. And, and they pizza. have a full service location at Lake and Lindale. But yes, they have in Malcolm Yards. There's also a sushi place in there. There's a charcuterie board place at Bellum. joint, too. That's Baby good. Zito is there, also oh. with ice cream. Oh, um, ice cream. Joey Meatballs is there. That's a great food hall. Okay. And it's beer super too. fun. They got good beer They have there. beer, cider, and a wine wall. So oh. you can like get however many ounces you want. And the bar there has really excellent cocktails. And if you want to like have a birthday party or you're having a, a corporate meeting, they have a lot of event space there. Oh, they do. Okay. And so, like, if you're meeting people from, like, all over the city, it's kind of centrally located. That place is great. Isn't it just right also behind great. us here? Yeah, yes. down the street. Yeah, yes. right by you've never been is... It's literally, isn't it across shocking. from Surly Brew? Yeah. Essentially? Yep. Right and over there. by O'Shaughnessy. Yes, yes. Okay, so that's and also And when you say O'Shaughnessy, see, I think of St. Catharines, but I know it's O'Shaughnessy. It's O'Shaughnessy Distilling. Yes, Distilling. I know. The same family that is... I mean, known in town for lots of things. Yes. Started this distillery. The distiller, the head distiller is Brian Nation, who was with Jameson for many years. He moved here from Ireland and he's a lovely man. And the O'Shaughnessy whiskey, the keepsake whiskey is the name of it. Mm-hmm. Keeper's Heart um, is great. And they have Irish whiskey blends. And yeah, it's great. That's also super fun. And they have a class there. That you can learn about like different whiskeys and bourbons. And he really takes you through, I think it's like six different versions. So like you start with kind of like grain alcohol and Mm -hmm. like that's pretty burny. Yeah. But by the time you get to like the barrel aged reserve on the sixth one and he's Uh like talked you through the whole thing, you really have a sense of how complex and unique these whiskeys are. Oh, you know, I just I'm just having a smile because I'm thinking um, how we got suckered into buying the agave tequila in Mexico on our honeymoon. Uh huh. And I just, I just what we came home with when we opened that bottle, it didn't taste like anything we tasted there. And I was just laughing. So people, if you if you don't, oh that's want, funny. Oh, huh? so they bait and switched huh? you. Hysterical. That's oh funny. Hysterical. But I love, you know, because a f- couple of my friends are just saying, you know, it'd be fun to take different classes. One of them took woodworking to make a bowl, you know, looking for just different experiences. So t- going to a tasting class oh, and yeah. some things like that would just kind of be fun. There's another one, too, a new distillery that just opened, and it's the by the people that created Dash Fire Bitters. So they make bitters, but they just opened a distillery And in that distillery, you can go and take a class and you can make your own gin. Now, what gin is, is just basically vodka. It's a neutral spirit. And then they add all the botanicals, 
all the, you know, there's a million different types of gin. But so, again, you go and they have 30 different kinds of flavoring. And Is you gin can really vodka. Correct. Okay. With botanicals added to it. I never knew that. Yeah, so you can, like, there's floral gins, there's piney gins, there is more woody, cedary gins. You can go and, like, taste the individual components and put together, like, the kind of gin you like. Like, for me, I do like a floral gin, Mm -hmm. but I also do like a pineier gin. Mm -hmm. I'm not as big a fan of the kind of woodsier types, but you can literally make your own. It's really a fun thing to do. So that's another class you right, can take. These are ideas for people. Yeah, and they're great gift ideas, too. Oh, wouldn't that be? I yeah. just think that kind of sounds fun and different, you know? Yes, always okay. fun. Okay, you know what? still fish fry season. Are you doing I, fish fries at all? I love this. Last year, I did this MSP fish fry thing um, and had... Um, they're doing a bracket, apparently, this th- it year. It was fun. I it was that. so fun. I, I love fish fries. Okay. I love tartar sauce. Well... I, I love, love jalapeno tartar sauce. Oh, no, I haven't had that yet, but I love mayonnaise and pickles. <laughs> okay. It's just, I, it's just my heart. I mean, mayonnaise and pickles. Okay, that's funny, because I'm actually planning a TV segment, and I wasn't going to tell you, but I'll tell you. Okay. Have you heard of these things called um, chickles? No. But what? Are they tell frozen pickles? More. They're cheese <gasps> and pickles. And you fry them. And you fry the cheese and you wrap up the pickle. Yes. I'm going to do that on Jason's show this week. Okay, that's what day are you on? I think I'm going to be on Thursday. (laughs) Okay. And I'm going to bring my skillet and I'm going to make a chickle. We just talked Mm -hmm. about this because it's it's perfect for people on keto and on all those other type of diets. But a chickle, I I love pickles with anything. If you want my whole fish fry list, you can find it at stephaniesdish.com. We did a whole segment. There's like 10 different fish fries to check out. Don't you love... Oh, yeah. I mean, beer, batter, fresh. I love everything. I, 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 <laughs> I do, too, food. except for lima beans and corned beef and hash. I like lima beans, too. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. Um, we'll be right back. This is Lori and Julia on My Talk.